Welcome to the Doyen of Death podcast, funeral planning for those who don't plan to die. It's all about end-of-life issues and getting the conversation started about our 100% mortality rate. This series is hosted by Gail Rubin, certified thanatologist and the Doyen of Death. A Doyen is a woman who's considered senior in a group and knows a lot about a particular subject. So here to talk about the subjects we sometimes avoid is author, speaker, and the Doyen of Death, Gail Rubin. a loved one is difficult, no matter what your age is. And it's especially difficult for children who may not have the understanding or the coping skills to recognize grief and know what to do with it. I'm very happy to have uh, Wade Bergner, who is the author of a children's book called The Mirror Box, who uh, is here to help us understand and and talk about this very important topic. Thanks for joining me today, Wade. It's a pleasure to be here, Gail. Appreciate uh, this opportunity. So what inspired you to write this children's book? And, And tell me, what age range is this for? It's an illustrated children's book. And uh, what, what inspired you to write, write it? Yes, a number of things. Uh, uh, years ago, I, for, for most of my career, I was a small business owner and I found myself needing to make a shift in my life and I found, found writing. And, and as I began to write, I felt re- a real connection to write children's stories and children's stories that addressed emotions. And The Mirror Box is the second book of a series of books that I'm creating called the Emotional Agility Matters Children's Series. And to take on one of the toughest emotional challenges that, that we ever encounter, and that's losing a loved one. And this, this story, I think, uh, really took on a great deal of meaning to me, and I, I think it can help families as they move through the, the grieving process and understand the connection that we have that just runs so much deeper than the physical world that we that we uh, live in, and and uh, just getting a better understanding of how um, how we're able to stay connected and be uh, be joined and and understand uh, that that we we never really lose uh, lose a loved one. Well, I really like, well, let's talk about the storyline in the mirror box. There's uh, Christopher and his grandpa, and they really enjoy being with each other. Yes. Now, they have a, a great connection, and, and they always have fun together, and they have great experiences, and and the, uh, uh, the, the, the biggest uh, emotion or the biggest connection that they have is the spending time outdoors and 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 they have a special uh, time together just laughing and, and enjoying one another's company with uh, unconditional love and and uh, there's a, a significant time that they both remember and it plays a role in a way for they them to stay connected uh, 
later later on in, in his passing and uh, and the animals the the puppy dog Sammy and the uh, the ducks that the the uh, kind of pulled a, pr uh, a trick on one another that were in the pond play a role in the, that deeper connection that that could be communicated through uh, nature and just being uh, being able to remember these special times and being calm and being present to the uh, the connection that we that we that we share that just never goes away. Because we are talking about death and grief, Grandpa does die. I'm not afraid to use the D word, but I thought it was so amusing to the doyen of death that the parents go to tell Christopher that Grandpa has passed away. And he looks at this football um, that he and Grandpa played with and passed back and forth. Talk a little bit about the importance of language when you're talking to children about a, a death in the family. Yeah, one of the things I learned early on after writing the first children's book and really spending a lot of time trying to understand how to best reach children and is and doing it in a way that's as simple and caps captures their attention through the illustrations but it's also the wording and so i thought it'd be a clever way to connect and have them understand the confusion that there is when you know when they were the word dying and passed away and so to bring that into the story and have the, the child openly say think of the football that's passed to them that's what that means so to then to have the next page explain a little bit of what that you know what passed away means or or dying means and uh and so that, that's that's why i added that to that and it was uh, i wasn't sure of of how it would be received but it's been been received well and i've i've really been pleased to see that the, the funeral directors that, that I've met with share uh, that that they liked how that was brought out. And, and so, um, yeah, so hopefully these, these little, little things within the stories can help in a number of different ways that sometimes aren't, uh, you know, as obvious. Well, and the title, The Mirror Box, actually refers to something that Grandpa puts together and gives to Christopher like months before he dies that will play a role in, in providing comfort and hope to Christopher. Um, talk a little bit about that. Yeah, this, this, this book can help uh, not only children and their families when they lose a loved one, but it can also be an opportunity for uh, the grandparents uh, to take a step back and, and say, well, you know, what kind of emotional inheritance can I leave? Uh, and, and what, 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 what can I, what can I put as a keepsake or what, what type of things did we remember together? So that can be carried on and to be uh, able to, Help them remember remember the, them in in the light that they'd like to be received in, and and to um, to to do that in that in the way that uh, keeping a keepsake box and 
putting a message or little trinkets that uh, have a symbolism of, of what, what their life represented or what the time that they shared together uh, meant to them. So I really want the book to be able to open the lines of communication in a number of different ways, it, mainly just to free parents and children up to, um, uh, to, 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 to see things in a little different light, to understand uh, th- that we're just so much more than that, than we, we think we are. So the, the box itself, when Christopher looks at it, he sees his own blue eyes reflected in the mirror, uh, and that that is also, uh, his grandfather also had the same blue eyes. So he, he feels that connection with his grandpa that way. But grandpa also puts a letter in the box and three stones that he's painted three words on. So what were the words? And can you read the letter to to us? What does he say to his grandson? I think it's such a wonderful opportunity for people to learn about, yes, I can be proactive about the fact that I'm not going to physically be here anymore, but can help my grandchildren to uh, deal with that when I'm gone. Yeah, and like you say, you said many of times, Gail, and, and it's it's the cycle of life. It's it happens to all of us. We don't none of us none of us escape this. So the more we're able to allow people to uh, get a little more comfortable understanding and realizing that this is the reality of it, and not to live in fear about something that's just a natural process of life never you know we all have to uh, go through the loss of both our own lives and others uh, doesn't make it easy but at the same time to live in fear is just not a, a healthy thing for us so the the eyes seeing the eyes in in uh, grandpa's eyes in the mirror reflecting back at him i think there's just so much power in the the connection of eyes and I thought it was a, a, a powerful message to send to children and family to to know that that there's uh, that that strong connection that way and to uh, to to be able to use the the mirror box itself to put keepsakes in was a was another thing but the the there were three rocks that were in placed into the box along with a, with a, a letter but the the rocks were love on it was painted love laugh and learn because the fact that we learn we're, we're constantly learning and and sometimes we go through so many changes with technology and life in general moves at the speed of light <laughs> But at the same time, some of these beliefs that we had 100, 200 years ago were slow to change just because of our uh, ability to uh, see things a little differently and open up to maybe some bigger things that, that are going on uh, in the world and our ability to, uh, to, to stay, stay connected in our own personal way by silencing ourselves and and being uh, less being in less of a fear state that we uh, we've been acclimated to and and so that the series of books emotional agility matter series is our opportunity to uh, 
to slow down and to uh, start to manage our emotions a little better. And uh, like I said, this this particular book, the the message you had mentioned. Let's see. If you'd like me to read that, I'll, I'll go ahead and read the the letter that that Grandpa writes wrote to Christopher. Yes. Yes. Okay. So within with the two with the two rocks, uh, it says, "Dear Christopher, I'm so glad you kept your promise." Three rocks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm so glad you kept your promise, and are now opening your mirror box. I've expressed my love for you, your little sister Allie, and the rest of my friends and family many times over. I'm hopeful that my message was firmly stuck in each of your memories. I want you to know that whatever feelings you're having about me graduating to the next place are perfectly fine. If it's tears that visit you, they're helping you heal. If it's confusion, sadness, or any other feelings, those feelings are there to help you also. I'm excited to tell you in this next place, I now too can help you heal, just like your feelings do. My graduation to the next place allows me to meet with you anytime, anywhere. If there's a time you can't find me, search for that joyful place we shared, and you'll find me there. Whenever you quiet your mind, listen for me. I'll be in that quietness. Visiting there is easier than you think. When you do, we'll revisit the love, laughter, and learning that we share. Love always, Papa. So I thought it was a good message to No, that's to beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Uh, you also have an activity at the end, which seems to indicate uh, getting into a meditative state uh, to help deal with grief. My yeah, my whole life I've struggled with uh, anxiousness and you know the anxiety type of things. So uh, I like so many other people have these challenges, and I I know that uh, I'm always looking, searching, learning trying to improve and figure out ways to help myself. And in the process, I want to share some of these, these tools and to use a tool that can help calm and remove some of that fear that you feel in that, the very, like I said, the, the most challenging emotion that you can go through and you must go through it. But at the same time, uh, it blocks you when you're in that fear state. So um, the activity that I put together it's called reconnecting to a loved one. Think of a special person or pet you've lost. Is there a special place you and your loved one spend time together? Spent time together? Can you visit this place? If not, can you visit this place in your mind? I invite you to shut your eyes and take three, three deep breaths. While you're doing this, imagine you're in that special place. Now with your eyes still closed, find the sadness in your body. Look closely in your heart and in your head. With your eyes closed, see, see yourself pulling this sadness out of your body. Watch yourself as you put your sadness into this special box. Now see yourself closing that box and then hiding it. If, you, if your place is somewhere outside, maybe there's a bush or tree you'd like to hide it behind. If this place is inside, in a closet or under your bed might be a good place too. Now keep your eyes shut while your box 
is safely hidden. Look around this special place of yours. Listen, look, hear, smell, and even touch while you explore this place. Pretend like you're a detective paying attention to every detail. While you're in this place, allow yourself to feel the happiness and joy you're experiencing and have experienced with your loved one. Remind yourself that you can come back and visit this place anytime you'd like. When you're ready, watch yourself walking back to pick up your special box. Now that you picked it up, you might notice how your feelings in this box are separate from you. Recognize that even strong feelings that seem like they're stuck in you are only visiting you. Now open your eyes and experience the world in the special way only you know how to. That's wonderful. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's it's like a guided meditation. Yeah. Yeah, it was it's fun to fun to put that together. So what age range uh, is would this be primarily elementary school age children? Yes, it'd be ages four to eight is what I've, I've packaged it as. And uh, I think that that's the primary. You might be able to have kids as old as 10 benefit from it. But it's a, it's a family book. It's a really mm-hmm. great read-along book. And all the books that I plan to release in this series are, are, are read along with activities at the end to, to create that sacred space where, where children and parents can talk about some of these things and be open about it. And I think that it's good not only for the child, but adults as we are, are in this hustle world that we live in to slow down and, and uh, pay attention to how, how we're going through life because that's how our children learn and for them to um, you know be able to ask questions and to be able to understand that we all have these challenges and we all go through these things and it's okay not not to not to hide them uh, but to openly uh, go through uh, the uh, clouds that that they they must go through well, Wade Bergner, this uh, this book, The Mirror Box, I think will do a lot of good for a lot of children and families and help us to uh, process that grief. I, um, I understand you have a website, bergnerbooks.com? That's correct. People can go there for this book and other books, but uh, I guess people can also find it uh, on other online retailing outlets. Yep, that's right. Uh, Amazon, you can find it as well as Barnes and Noble, all the major uh, areas that you can purchase it. Uh, but going to Burger Books, you can pr- purchase it directly, and uh, I can sign it or personalize it. Sometimes uh, families will want their child's name on it, and I'd be glad glad to do that. But just the the opportunity to be able to help families in this way is important to me, and uh, I plan to to do what I must to to help. And I, I I look forward to it. I actually think that this is something that is important to me to really spend some time in this if this area. And if I can help nurses or uh, find you know help children through through this uh, difficult time or 
funeral directors be able to bring this book into their libraries or get you know as a token of uh, to to help uh, help them through that that challenging time that they they go through. Uh, so uh, a lot of different opportunities to to learn and grow and and to uh, uh, serve in this really unique way. And there are also grief resource centers. Uh, I can think of another. Uh, a host of other services that uh, could benefit from your book. Uh, just a few tips I'd like to leave our listeners with that I pulled together about uh, how adults can help children who are grieving. Uh, be honest and clear. Uh, use simple and honest language uh, talking about what's happened. Avoid euphemisms. We, we, we see in Wade's book what happened when you say passed away, um, but also don't say went to sleep because then your kids can get terrified of going to sleep. Um, answer their questions. Kids are naturally curious, certainly about death and uh, a range of topics, and it's important to answer them in a way they can uh, understand uh, appropriate to their age, uh, provide a safe space for expression, allow them to talk about their feelings. I can't tell you how many adults I've heard say, don't talk about it. And it's like, we need to talk about it. Absolutely. Um, and seek support. If, if a child is struggling to cope with a death, it's perfectly okay to find professional support in your area to help deal with that. And as Wade has said in the mirror box, remember the person who has died. I think it was great that grandpa thought ahead to write this letter to his grandson to put these painted rocks in the box and then give him the box and told him to put it away under his bed is where he put it, and then, you know, bring it out. I guess uh, after his parents told him Grandpa had passed away, um, he didn't actually remember it. I think, was it the dog or uh, that prompted him to pull it out? Yeah, he was, uh, you know, kind of worn out from crying, and he just fell asleep and was, was relaxed, and the uh, then the the dog went under, and uh, he remembered as he heard the squeaking uh, squeaking duck uh, that he had left a mirror box that was locked. It had a key that was hidden that was in it, but uh, he just you know, wanted him to save it, and he kept his word in saving that box. And um, and then when he went downstairs to share the the box. He uh, he found the the key that was hidden on the box and opened it so the family could read uh, and share that story. And and I and I, I wanted to uh, share something yesterday if I have time. Uh, when I was meeting with a funeral director, he had shared with me something that was that I thought was pretty neat. Uh, there was a, a five year old that was at, vi at visitation and he walked at a crayon and. Uh, he walked up to the casket and started to uh, write and draw on it. And the um, the mother panicked and was like uh, fearful. And, and, and uh, you know, he had, the funeral director said, 
this is a teachable moment and it's a teachable moment for the the parents and the adults that you know, the, the 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 young children are maybe closer to the place that we you know we came from than than we are and uh, and it's okay you know to to let uh, let them express or uh, there's not a, a certain everything doesn't have to be the way we have grown up to think it has to be so um, but I thought it was a need of him to share that and an opportunity a learning opportunity and and sounded like the mother had maybe struggled a little bit with that because we're not supposed to learn when we get older <laughs> we're supposed to teach and and the, the child the child is maybe teaching us a little something there too so we all need to remember grief is a process and there is no right way to grieve and just be patient and supportive for us as adults and children and wade thank you for uh, creating this book that should help teach a lot of us about grief and loss and uh, getting through it. Um, so it's called The Mirror Box. Wade Bergner, bergnerbooks.com is his website. And Wade, thank you for joining me today. And if you want any resources for planning ahead, uh, go to my website, agoodgoodbye.com. And remember, just like talking about sex won't make you pregnant, talking about funerals won't make you dead, start a conversation today. Thank you for joining us on the Doyen of Death podcast. You can find episodes of this podcast and past episodes of A Good Goodbye with Gail Rubin on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information on Gail's work, visit agoodgoodbye.com.